Get ready for the Learn Again podcast. Huddle up, huddle up. Every week, you'll be hearing stories that take you beyond the daily sports grind with unique insight from former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. Just feels like the college football season discussion gets more and more complicated. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on earth, Super Bowl winning coach Mike Martz. I do think professional sports has such an impact on the American psyche that I think everybody's going to want to try and get this up and running in some version of it. We'll connect you directly to the source and tell you what's really going on. The biggest issue is, and I think this is important, is they're not exposed to family either. Oh boy, that's going to be interesting. With conversations and tales from guys on the inside. So click the button to subscribe for free and you'll get episodes sent straight to your phone every week. It's Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. My guy here, Cam Newton, signed with a team you're familiar with, the, the New England Patriots. And were you surprised about that? Were you surprised it's taken this long? Well, I, I suspect that this has been happening for a long time. And, and yeah. Cam has resisted it and, and waited for other some other clubs to court him here. Um, you know, the thing, it's a buyer beware deal. You yeah. know, with, with the Panthers knowing what they know about him and not to resign him. You know, I don't know that it was going to be a real big ticket for them to resign him. There's something there that the other guy, well, if they don't want him, you know, there's something going on, right? So, and of course, that something is is the injury issue over the last two years. He's missed 16 games or whatever it is. And at this age and the way he plays, he's he's a reckless guy, you know, because mm-hmm. he's so dark. If you, if you stand next to him, it will shock you how big he is. No, he's a big dude. He's yes. like a giant You're titan. Right. And I mean, he is huge. He's massive and he's imposing physically, you right. know. So and he uses that, and that's what he plays like. And he's gotten beaten up and he's he's the wheels are coming off a little bit, right? And he doesn't yeah. he is not a disciplined player at all. And in that respect, it's kind of hard in a system that you know, want you to do all the details. He he's he has a lot of ad lib to him. And yeah. some guys they're not that's not gonna set well with some of these systems. So he's unique to certain people. So I think the overriding factor are the potential of the injury. So you sign him to a one year deal. We've done that before. You get a guy like this that's a vet, been a veteran and he's got some issues, whether it's injury or whatever, you sign him to a one year deal. If he plays really well, then you extend him. You know, and then other people will come after him. But he just wants to play. That's why he took it, I'm sure. Um, and being with New England, it's a whole different environment. It'll, it'll it will help his him as a player. It'll force him to study and prepare like he's never done before, and give him some discipline. He's got no choice in that organization now. The way they, you know, they coach their guys. You know, it's, all the little details are accounted for, and you, and you got to be in it. You can't just you know, rough ride this thing, you know, solo out on it. So it'll be yeah. good for him, and he'll play probably as well as he's ever played if he gets on the field. Yeah, so now here's what I know of Cam Newton, and I don't have that perspective you have because you've stood on the field and you've been able to analyze, you know, from a practice after practice standpoint. I haven't. But in a meeting, talking to him, he's very engaging, very personable, uh, his story about Blinn Junior College, you know, when he had to transfer right. uh, to there and, and and get his life back together, his football life, that is, you know, he he's very engaging and personable in that way, and I and I do believe he's a winner. That's what I I've oh, observed. I do too. Absolutely. Yeah. 
now, now, but you, you saw something else and I can see what you're talking about. Cause at times he does look aloof and at times he does look disengaged. Mike, how much of that is him and how much of that comes from a coach, his, his, his quarterback coach? Well, he's a strong personality, first of all. And he is, you know, when he went there, he's paid a lot of money and rightfully so. Yep. So he yep. has his own ideas about how to play this game. And when you come into a system as a young player, you have got to get that out of young guys and let them make them learn the game and all the details of it and get them to participate as all the players and function on the details of it and of the position and how you play this game. You can't let them freelance right away if you do. I mean, as they go and they have success and you let go of the reins, you know, because now they have a backing, they have understanding, they have knowledge of what they're trying to do and what you're trying to do in the system. But to come in and do that and then trying to rein him in is really difficult to do. And I kind of think that's what's happened with him a little bit. When he came yeah. into the league, that's why he was a hot and cold guy a little bit, right? Yeah. Because he, yeah. at times he'd take off on his own and he had great success. Well, there's good news and bad news to that. You know, when you add lib a little bit like that and you have success against really good teams, it doesn't work. You know, when mm -hmm. you get into some of these defenses that aren't as good and can account for some of the stuff, he makes some really good plays. But in the final analysis, coming down the stretch against real good teams at the end of the year, it's just, man, you got to have a base that makes you a good player consistently. And then when things break down, then you let that great ability that you have take over. Mm -hmm. But if you try to go in and let that great ability take over and then go back and be part of the offense when you feel like it, which I kind of think is what's happened with him, and I may be totally wrong, but that's been my observation. I don't know that he's the best preparation guy in the classroom. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. And that that's huge for a quarterback. It's very big. As we know. Especially right. if you come in the league and not and you're not made to or asked to do that. Yeah, You have to have your thumb on these young quarterbacks when they come in. Then you can release it. If you don't, then you've done him a big disservice. That's a, that's a good point. You know, I, I think I've seen guys go through that. I've played on teams where guys were brought in as the big dog and they were used to freelancing and they didn't have anyone there that said, no, that, that's not acceptable. You can't do that. You, 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 you can't make that decision. Hell, a quarterback, an NFL quarterback has to do the right thing from the time he walks into the building, not from the time he walks into the meeting room. I think from the time he walks into the building. Well, exactly. And I think your point about when he came out of college, all the hoopla about him makes coaches that are not – they just kind of feel they, they hands off kind of a thing, you know, and yeah. they're kind of concerned or afraid to – you know, I guess discipline within the system kind of a thing. So he becomes, instead of one of 11 players, he becomes 10 plus one. I've always felt like he's kind of a 10 plus one kind of guy. 10 plus one. That's a great, you know, he, and, yeah. and, but he's a great talent. I know he's competitive. I just don't yeah. know that he got off on the right foot uh, in Carolina in the very beginning. And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody there. I think he's yeah. a guy with that was such a great talent that they just let him go a little bit. Yeah. Well, his old coach, Ron Rivera, says he's poised to really have a breakout year. So we'll see. And he did make it to a Super Bowl, and I'm going to give him that prop. But 
there is something. I'm still trying to figure out what happened at Super Bowl. He he turned into a different quarterback. It was well, I can like tell he, you what happened. I can tell you exactly <laughs> what happened. I know what happened. I watched it. I went over and watched it three or four times. What they did to the receivers was ugly. They just absolutely latched on. Oh, no, they got him at the line of scrimmage. Separate. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't. And then coming across the field, there was no separation. So, and he's uh, used to get, and they, they were on him by getting back and getting rid of the ball. Well, he got back and he's holding the ball and holding the ball. And he won't, he doesn't have that great confidence in his ability to put the ball where he wants to, you know, yeah. because he does freelance a little bit. So, yeah. he was tentative with some of the throws because he could, he, there, Guys weren't getting free, you know, like he's used to. So he was eating the ball. And I don't blame him for that at all. You know, they there wasn't any adjustment to that. They didn't help him with it. So they stayed within that all throughout the game. And these and they just shut these receivers down. They couldn't get off the press. You know, they couldn't shake free. He had nothing, nowhere to go with the ball most of the time. And he got frustrated. And to his credit, because I watched that, I knew exactly what happened. So I was really curious in a press conference afterward how you deal with this. It, boy, he manned up and said, "Not, nah, you know, it's on me." You know, he he didn't blame yeah. anybody. He said, "I didn't yeah. play good." Well, he yeah. played fine. I thought he, you know, if they could have helped him a little bit with some of the things that they were doing to shake some guys free, he had a great game. But that's just, and I think my point in the very beginning is, I think they did what they they do what they do, and they don't adjust very well to help him. And I think that in the end, it caught him. You know, and I think that you know that really was devastating for him. That's our run it again moment, folks. That's what I love about you, man. You always come with a different perspective. Now, I had I didn't hear one announcer, one writer say that. Everyone piled on the guy. No, it okay, but they didn't explain what you just explained there in about a minute and a half. Color separations. Guys don't have that. Some guys are used to just that, that that big color separation. They don't have that now. They don't have confidence they can make a tight fit. Talk to a quarterback, Ron, sometime about press man, and they know the guy that they have on every pass play. When it's pressed up, they know the guy that can shake free, whether it's the tight end yeah. or Z, and they know the route that's on. Yeah. We always had a route versus press. This is where you got to go. Versus, that's the best route versus press. And they just were right. running plays, and they were getting stuffed because they hadn't seen a lot of press man. Because remember, in press man, as you know from the defensive side of the ball, that nobody's accounting for the quarterback. Nope. So when you take off nope. and run, he can be devastating, right? Which he so didn't no, do. So they didn't yeah. see that. They didn't see a lot of press men, right? So they're playing against a lot of zone, and he's threading it in there and doing great. And all of a sudden, they come up and clamp him down, and he hadn't seen that on a down. I mean, they didn't do it for a quarter. They did it for the whole game. They did it for and the just whole game. absolutely yeah. stymied him. And I could see his frustration. I really felt for the kid. And to his – and you know, to his – you know, respect for him. He he just swallowed it and moved on with it, but it was devastating for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to get another shot. I don't know how fun football is going to be for him. He might want to call up uh, the guy who just left there, the quarterback that just left there, and ask him about, you know, the fun days and uh, how long recess is. But Well, let me ask you, <laughs> let me ask you another question about that. Then. <laughs> who, who, is, who are the quarterbacks at Washington at the end of the season? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. So Ron yeah. Rivera goes to Washington, right? Yeah. Well, Cam's available. Oh, right. Right. He didn't uh, He didn't bring him over there. So what's that say the rest yeah. of the league? So that and the injury, you know, those are all negative things, and it's unspoken. 
But when the guy that you were with all these years, he gets a job and they need a quarterback and they don't go back and bring him with you, that's a statement, yeah. whether you like it or not. It sure and then the is. injury, 16 out over the last two years, those are two huge things that all the rest of the league are looking at and saying, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And now they've got Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, hmm. Yeah, and they like him. And, and yeah. maybe he's going to be a real good player. But yeah. is he is he better than Cam Newton at this point, right now, this year? Oh, that, that's a great point. Yeah, right, right. If he was poised for a breakout year, you didn't think so. Yeah, that, uh, that, when I saw that, Ron, and, yeah, when, you, <laughs> when I saw that statement, he's poised for a breakout year, I'm thinking, really, Ron, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, man. Well, this is going to be interesting in a lot of ways. Obviously, uh, they're not – sold that, that Jarrett Stidham can be the guy to take him back to the promised land. And you mentioned the contract. It's it's layered up with incentives, as it, as it should be. I, I get that. Richard Sherman was pretty pretty upset about it. He's been talking about embarrassing contract and, and so on and so forth that he, he felt like he should have got But you know what, Ron? Deal. You know, as, as well as I do in the league, being a former player, it's not what you've done when they sign that contract. It's who you are at that moment. And whatever yeah. you did in the past, that physically you're not that same guy. They don't care about that stuff. That's fine. You're retired, and they give you an ovation, and you know, and all that stuff. But man, I tell you what, when you when you hire a player, you have to look at you know the old adage, and you know this term very well. He's an ascending or a descending player, right? That's right. Yeah. And those tags are always put on players. So if he's yeah. a descending player, no matter – and that's what how the league sees him, unfortunately, is he's, they see him as a descending player. No matter what he's done in the past, and I, I saw Richard Sherman talk about MVP and this, that, that has no bearing on what's happening in the future. You're not paying no. for that. No, no. No, you, you have to do that. And he's been a guy who's been hurt. He was hurt last year and, and on and off with injuries, the Liz Frank foot injury. The shoulder injury last year. So just from that physical standpoint alone, he's got to prove some things. To your point, Mike, they don't pay you for what you did. Nope. They, they they typically don't do that. Now every now and then a guy will they'll throw him a bone and do that. But typically, no, they're, they're especially especially that outfit. You know, that's like I would look at Tom Brady's uh, contract numbers in, in past years, and I, I I was shocked at how little he didn't make. And yeah. I'm sure there's some money somewhere under a table like gum that I didn't know about. But my gosh, you know, that's that's the environment up there. That's the culture. So, yeah, and to your point, he's gonna have to fit into that culture. There, there, there definitely won't be a 10 plus one there because if there's a 10 one there, that'll be a nine because they'll get rid of a guy. Well, yeah, he won't have a choice. And the you yeah. know, the biggest mistakes in the league in the free agency are always overpaying for a guy who has had a couple of really great years. He gets the money and and then yeah. it's never it just things never are like they were. So you have to be very, very careful with that. And I think yeah. with, with, with Cam, unfortunately, there's a big, huge buyer beware you know, for those two things that we just talked about. Not enough said. Well, this will come to a shock, as a shock to you. The Patriots were fined again, $1.1 million, and they lost a third rounder for their little uh, sideline crew filming in the Bengals-Browns game last year. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I, I thought I, of you, no. Mike. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't be a very good idea to express how I really feel here on the air. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Let me, <laughs> you know, Ron, it's just this this stuff keeps happening. And, and even though it's a fairly stiff penalty, ultimately, you're still allowing it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, because of the, the rings and all that stuff, but this stuff keeps popping up. What else is there? And what happened that they didn't know about? And that's what I keep thinking about. Unfortunately, I have some memories there and have some concern about my experiences there. So, um, but you know, you can't prove any of that and that's fine. Uh, it, the thing that's tragic to me, Ron, is he's such a good coach. It's such a great organization. They have such good people there. They don't have to do that stuff. Yeah, that's what I don't. I don't get. I understand. I guess I understand the desire to win and what encompasses that and what comes along with that. But you know, this the head coach has been hit before on this. You know, last time this happened, he was fine dropping the bucket. You know, from head coaching standards these days, five hundred thousand and a first round pick. Now that's not a drop in the bucket. That's significant. But stuff continues to happen, and and, and it, it's funny because no matter how much it's explained away or you know they try to say oh no we're we're just an innocent film crew we're we're shooting this and we didn't know and blah 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 you you just look at it and it leaves a sour taste in your mouth and stop stop don't even try to explain you know have you mike have you had a chance to look at the the the, the audio or the video that shows the guys getting busted yeah i saw by it the league yeah, I, it's yeah. just i'm listening to this guy on the film crew talk and it's like dude shut up you are yeah. so dead to rights it, and the, the NFL official that's that's questioning them is is right on target, and you know where this is going, and it's just it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Point. It's not only embarrassing for the Patriots; it's embarrassing for the league. For the league, it right. dishonors the right. game of football at that level. Right. And it's there's so many guys in the league that are trying to do it the right way, and yeah. you know the way it is. You know, we'll win however the rules are. And to stretch it to the boundaries like that and go past those boundaries, I am, you know, I've got a lot of hard, strong fields even before this. Yeah, you know, for instance, you know, when you list your, your injuries, you know, um, to hide him as late as you can and do all the stuff that he's done for years, I always come out yeah. on Mondays, hey, these guys, boom, and that's what it is. You know, I just, yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's right, it's right. There's no shades of gray. It's either right or it's wrong to me. Yeah. Now I'm sure that they're not the only ones. Okay. And I, I know you'd be naive to, to think that, and this is stuff happens. And when the price tag for winning and the, the rewards for winning go up, stuff happens, but it just seems to always be something over and over and over. And like you say, how many rings, six, six, seven rings. I just, boy, seem like would be enough is enough, but it's a great honor to have those rings and not have all that other drama around it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, stay tuned. We'll we'll see what else comes up. All right, coach. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Run it again after this message. Not too long ago, there were people who never dreamed they would need help feeding their families, but then the pandemic hit, and their income suddenly stopped, leaving them with no means to buy food. Now, these are people you know your neighbors, but you can help. If you donate just $1, you can provide at least 10 meals for these people through the Feeding America network of food banks. 
Imagine what $10 would do, or even $20. Please donate today at feedingamerica.org. Thank you. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome back. You're listening to Run It Again. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. Anyway, we were talking about quarterbacks. So Brady's out. Cam is in. We'll see what Superman can do up in Foxborough. Meanwhile, there's some, uh, some, some pretty nice rookie quarterbacks, at least in college they were nice, that are going to give it a, a try in the NFL. Okay, and, and the one guy off the top that I know you like and you've said good things about, I tend to like too, just his, his uh, demeanor, his, uh, his attitude and the way he carries himself. Uh, you, you're interested to see, I'm interested to see what he can do, and that's Joe Burrow. Right. With, with Joe, LSU did such a remarkable job with him because they allowed him a lot of different things offensively and not just a system just geared in just one thing and this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. So they were very creative with him, and he adapted very well with it. They morphed in and out of things during the game. So you could see that when defenses adjusted and took something away, they went right into something else. And so you know there's a lot of flexibility and probably a lot of offense. And then he executed at such a high level. But one of the key things with Joe is, you know, he makes these great throws under duress. And that is the number one element to me in terms of being a, just a good player and, and being a special player. He does all those things, and he's he see the read and react on the field, you know, to blink and see something and then respond correctly yeah. immediately with an accurate throw. And that's what the game's all about, that position. And he does all that stuff. The preparation, just his whole demeanor, the leadership. Uh, you go across the board on him and, and, and how you would rank a quarterback, I think, and he'd have to get an A-plus in just about every category, I would think, and for me, yeah. he's very yeah. unique. He's probably better than what's come out of college and for a long time, I think. I think yeah. potentially he could absolutely be a very, very special. Now, that being said, as we know, it is all kind of predicated on, too, where you go. So much of how good a quarterback becomes has to do with where they go when they get out of college, you know, who drafts them in their initial experience for the first three or four years. Right. Right. So we'll, we'll see to be continued in Cincinnati. I'm not sure that's uh, – oh I hope he can help them. I hope they can help him is the real question, I think. Yeah, and doesn't end up like we've seen so many top-round pick guys just kind of flail on their own because the, the the program doesn't have enough around him, and then they start changing coaches, and then it just becomes a vicious cycle. And then before you know it, the guy's out of there, and he, he never really realizes his true potential. Let's hope that Well, you happen. have to take a talent like this. Every quarterback I've ever had, I've coached differently than the other guys. You have to right. identify what he is, who he is, and how best to get the the best out of him and what he does and build around him in terms of the passing game and not – put all the protections and all that stuff on him, just kind of – and not make him a system guy. Don't coach him down from greatness to being a mediocre quarterback, and I'm, I'm concerned that that's what's going to happen there. 
Right, right. Well, we'll uh, we'll stay tuned. Who else? Who else do you like out there? Uh, the kid from Georgia went went low from, and I I I used to, I liked him early on in his career, and I think that might have been his his freshman year or sophomore year. He he started early and made a splash there for Georgia, and he looked promising. But apparently, there were some some missing pieces there with him. I think he's awful streaky from my knowledge on him. From what I've seen yeah. of him, he can look really good. And then he's got some moments that you kind of wince. And I I don't know yeah. how tough a guy he is emotionally or mentally. And mm, uh, look yeah. at Joe Burrow and Tua and those guys. These guys are what you want personality-wise. They're strong. I, I, yeah. I never got that feeling from him, that strong personality that without saying a word, these guys will gravitate towards him. And that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Tua, you mentioned him, Tagovailoa. Uh, he's got the hip injury, but we'll, we'll see how they choose to work him in. But everyone I talk to believes this guy is an undeniable talent. Well, he is. You know, he's he's a guy that is creative, too. Uh, now, Joe, I wouldn't worry so much about how creative Joe is. He just gets up all out fast, accurately, and does all that stuff. But Tua's got right. some creativity to him. But you got you have to get him grounded. And you got to get yeah. him into the system where he thoroughly understands what you're doing and can execute it. And he'll do all those things. I, he's a student of the game now. And he is that that fiercely competitive fire in your gut, uh, you know, win, win, win kind of a guy. And, you know, combined yeah. with a great deal of talent. He's a little bit small, which is all right. He's a little bit small. Yeah. The only negative to him, and we talked about this when he was drafted, is he's got some serious uh, – history with injuries and just keeping him on the field, I think is going to be a concern. Yeah. That worries me a little bit. Jordan love. That's an interesting one up in green Bay. Uh, maybe they're getting ready for the departure of Aaron Rodgers soon. I don't know. Mike, did you ever have a problem drafting a quarterback that even though the guy you had, you, you felt like you had some time with, but this guy was too good to give up and not draft. I understand what they're doing. And I think they were probably sending a message to their you know, do they start Trey Rogers anyway? But mm. um, you, you know, okay. at that position, seventy percent of the quarterbacks in the league are going to be down during the season. That that just happens every year. So you've got yeah. to make sure that you owe it to that football team. If you're a real good team, you've got to have a, a backup that is ready to play and be a starter. You have to. You, that should do diligence. You got to do that. Otherwise, that position will hold a really good team hostage. Now, if you're a bad team, probably doesn't make a heck of a lot of difference. But when you're really good yeah. and you think you have a Super Bowl chance, then you bet number two better be pretty good because in the crunch, when it comes right down to it, you have a freak injury out there. Everything's on hold for another year unless you've got, you know, a talented guy that can come back and keep things going. Right, right. Just like my the under, it, undefeated season in Miami Dolphins is a great example of that. You know, they lose quarterback yeah. and right, stock comes in and there you yep. go. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Well, we'll we'll keep on this. Obviously, a couple other quarterbacks out there. We don't want to leave anyone out, but we're not going to go down the whole list. Jalen well, Hurts is is also involved too. Justin That's Herbert, good. I think, is a guy that Herbert, yeah, from in Oregon, Oregon yep. that I think is physically he's extremely unusual because he's a real tall, big guy, but he's incredibly athletic. His speed. Yeah. He can run. Athleticism. Yeah. He has all those things. Now, here's a, here is this is interesting to me because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Ron. This is a system that he started off and had great numbers as a sophomore, et cetera, four-year starter. 
And then just things kind of tailed off a little bit. They never changed. They just continue mm-hmm. to do what they do. It's a very simple system, which is fine because they've won with it and all that stuff. But that's not the NFL now. So they, they've done him a little bit of a disservice, but they're winning. So And I get all that. So they, they had a knock on him because he's not as far along football-wise. Well, that's not his fault. When you go to work these guys out, the first thing I always ask, tell me what you've been taught. Go to the board and show yep. me how you read coverage. Show, show me the protections that you guys use. And if he, these things haven't been explained to him or taught to him, it's not his fault. He's behind. Now, how fast can he grow and catch up? And I think that's what we're talking about here with Justin. I think he's a guy – that has been in a system that's pretty generic and pretty simple, and he's a great talent. And I think he is a great talent now. But in the long run, who knows if this guy doesn't explode in the league and just be a phenom. He has phenomenal ability. Now it's just a question of the discipline and learning the game properly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Find out what the guy has been taught and what he's been coached to do and go from there instead of just jumping out and making all these wild accusations like everyone seems to do. They, they don't, it's not fair to the player and it's no, not, not going to be fair to your team if, if you don't look at it that way. Well, think of it this way, Ron. If I stood in front of a classroom of a bunch of people and you're going to teach, uh, say, you're going to teach math, algebra, you assume maybe it's algebra two. You assume everybody's had algebra one. Well, if they haven't. You know, so it's really kind of the same yeah. thing. They all come out of there with different backgrounds in terms of knowledge of the game because of who they've been with there. And yeah. so their growth, there may be a lot of growth ahead of them. And now this is not a knock on Oregon by any stretch because the system is very effective. It's what they do. They're really good at it. I get all that. But here's a guy that could be very, very special. And they're not going to change everything for this guy. I understand all that. But I think the knock on him was not legitimate. You know, some of the things that they were saying, you, you keep running the same stuff over and over. Guys get covered. Where are my other yep. options? And if you don't have those options, well, you know, then you're taking the blame for it. You ought to be coaching. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you've been around this thing a little bit, huh? You act like you know what you're talking about. I've been around. I don't know that I know what I'm talking about. I know what I, my opinion is, you know, <laughs> I don't know that it's accurate. Yeah, your your opinion is damn good and it's damn accurate, and I, I appreciate it. Anyway, man, we are uh, – that's another show. No, get out of here. Really? Yeah, that that was it. It's, it's amazing. Once we, we start talking started. football – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of started, the season hasn't even gotten started yet. Just think what we'll be talking about once that happens. Yeah, we extend this for <laughs> three, four hours, huh? Oh, yeah. Easy. So we, we, we know all the sports are getting ready to start up. The training camps, that is. So that's that's good news. You know, Cam, Cam Newton with the Patriots. Patriots find again. <laughs> Nothing new there. Yeah. And uh, some rookie quarterbacks that we're going to keep an eye on. And yep. that's it. And uh, life is still good in Idaho. What more could you ask for? It's real good up here, Ron. It's real good. The sun's <laughs> coming out. The birds are tweeting. The squirrels are running up the tree. And I'm ready to go. Uh-oh. You're ready to go. All right, man. I'm going to let you go then and go enjoy it. Good talking with you, buddy. As always, we'll see you next week. Now, don't forget to visit runitagainpodcast.com and make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure and join us next week as we break down the other side of the ball, the NFL's top defensive backs. And remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. Be safe, everybody.
on it again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz, a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network's production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ted Woods, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Run It Again Podcast.